Hello everyone and welcome to the Stream Queens Podcast, where we review horror films and horror adjacent films that you can stream on the internet. I'm your co-host Rachel and joining me is a shark that evolved to live in the Pacific Northwest, Mars! Hello! Hello! How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? How are you? Good. Staying sane. You and I both have the when in quarantine, start crafting like a crazy person, so... Yeah, well, except for you and I do it even outside of quarantine. For us, not a whole lot has changed, but I, I don't know what that says about us. Volume-wise, I've increased. Same number of projects going on, but the volume at which they are getting done, I think, has ah, increased. Gotcha. Yeah. I think mine has changed just in that I've started going back through the craft oh. Rubbermaid container and being like, <gasps> okay, what stuff did I get you know, that I was interested in for five seconds and then stopped. <laughs> I identify with this sentence so For much. instance, I've made probably 20 of those embroidery floss friendship knot bracelets oh, in the last like, couple of weeks. Oh, I love it. And I'm wearing them all because it's not like there's anyone who can see how weird that looks. <laughs> I think you could bring them back. I think you could totally make them a thing. I have a feeling I'm going to become blind to them. And when I do have to return to the office, I'm going to show up wearing like 45 friendship bracelets that I made for myself and being like, hey, what? What? What is? (laughs) I'm going to look like I just returned from backpacking through Thailand. Oh, my God. I, You know what I'm looking forward to is all the I cut my own hair at home haircuts we're going to see on day one. Right. Or lack thereof. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, those I feel it will be fine and awkward. But the people who actually made the mistake to pick up the scissors, those are the ones I'm really looking for. <laughs> I know. It's all just going to be some degree of a castaway haircut where it's either yeah. going to be like long and crazy or short and crazy. But... Yeah, like how many buzz cuts are we going to return to? Like a million? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Let's get back oh, on track. Man. All right. So... Today we're going to be reviewing the movie 47 Meters Down Uncaged, which is a movie that makes me think I might actually die by shark attack. Because unlike every other shark attack movie, this is a scenario I could totally see myself getting into. If somebody was like, you could go see this underwater freaking ancient city, I might fall for that. Oh, no, 100% I would be the I'll just watch our stuff guy. A hundred percent. If we were on that little floaty and everybody was like, we could go just just once around the cave. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch the shoes and the keys. (laughs) So you would survive. (laughs) A hundred percent. I would still be sitting on that float getting sunburned and being like, oh, my God, how long? Everybody, every one of these groups needs a Mars because they probably would have survived if there was. I mean, I guess some of them do, which we'll get to that. But if there was a Mars, because there'd be somebody to be like, they're down there and lost. Yeah. Whereas everybody went down there so nobody knew (laughs) and as previously stated i'm the one who watched the shoes and the keys so i can walk back to the jeep and be like (laughs) four of my friends made a really bad decision yeah see i I, need to alert the authorities i would be fully tempted to go see the underground city it would take something of that magnitude to tempt me into the water but i would be tempted by that i'm really honestly trying to think of what could be in that cave that would convince me to scuba dive yeah and i'm coming up empty (laughs) there's nothing i mean that's the right call (laughs) (laughs) all right so now that we've already spoiled it could you give our listeners a rundown of our spoiler policy we are gonna spoil this entire movie in the case of this movie 
I don't know that there's a whole lot to spoil. It's pretty much what you think it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, there are still moments that I think are good for hanging in there for. But we're going to talk about the whole thing. Top to bottom. Yep. You know it. Yeah. So this is a movie I picked. And I picked it just because, I mean, it's a shark movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's sort of self-explanatory. I, I really liked the first 47 Meters Down. So I was curious to see the second one. I liked the setup of it. It sounded interesting. And if I'm going to watch a shark movie, I'm going to watch it with you. That's well, yeah. just a no-brainer. So that was what made me pick this movie. Have you seen 47 Meters Down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. I actually really like that movie. That movie is I think really good. Yeah, because I mean, like I was saying about this one, you hear a shark movie and you think, okay, well, it's about people going in the water and they find sharks and then they get tortured by sharks for a while. And that is, you know, sort of what the first one's about, but there's more to the first one. And something about it is just, there's more story or something. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on why I like, but it's more than just- theories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more than just sharks are after them, you know? Yeah. The sharks are incidental to the problem. The real problem is the loss of air. Yeah. So, like, the tension is all built around, like, they can't get up because of the sharks, but really it's that countdown of the clock on their respirators until, obviously, you get the final scenes with shark action. But yeah, we'll get into that when we get into this review. So, this is the sequel to, obviously, 47 Meters Down, directed by Johan Roberts, who directed the original. He, while shooting the original film, took up scuba diving and took up specifically cave diving. And it's a very, very, very dangerous sport. And it's very, very scary. And he thought this would make a good horror movie. And so he decided to write the sequel about cave diving, which is how this movie came about. Dude, cave diving freaks me out so much that you don't even need a shark. You could have just made a movie about getting lost in an underwater cave and I would have lost my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. The shark is just the icing at this point. Agree 100%. When we get into my pros and cons, that is definitely something that I was thinking about. (laughs) So, all right. Do you want to do the synopsis for us? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this movie starts out where we're kind of learning the dynamic of the two main characters. There's Mia, who is bullied. And there's Sasha, who's like a cool girl. And they are stepsisters. The first sort of several scenes, we're learning the family and the situation, and essentially the father, Grant, like an archaeologist, kind of, I guess? Yeah, he's like like an underwater archaeologist. Yeah, and so he's moved his family to Mexico, where the girls are going to, like, an international school. Though you would never know that, because there is not a single Mexican in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not a one. It's just such a bizarre choice. Yeah, I mean, I guess not even the people working with her dad. Nobody is Mexican (laughs) in Mexico. They probably shot it in California. Uh, It was shot in in England. In England? Is that what you just said? Yes. Uh, I don't know about the outdoor stuff. That maybe was shot on location or in California or fuck even in Vancouver. But all the underwater stuff was done on a set in England. Wow. Yeah. That seems like quite a distance to go for a set that you're building. I mean, maybe they have some sort of setup there that you just, like, drop the props into. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, a, a giant massive, tank or like, something. Yeah, it's supposed to be, it's, like, four warehouses or something. It was huge. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is why they're able to have, like, that maze of tunnels. As per usual, I didn't do any research. But that was one of those things that I was wondering is how they shot the underwater maze stuff. Yep, they were in that underwater maze. Yep. That's actually really cool. <laughs> Apparently, they're like, we didn't have to act scared. We were scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. 
I don't yeah. blame you. <laughs> anyway, so we learn that Grant has moved his family to Mexico so that he can study this underwater Mayan village. And he's just discovered a new pathway in. And we learn that Mia and Sasha don't really get along at all. And Yeah, because Mia, Mia gets shoved into a very strangely placed pool at school. Yeah, right? That feels like a lot of people be going into that pool. Yeah, both on accident and on purpose. Yeah. It seemed like a weird choice to me as well. Especially since when Sasha's talking about it later and she's like, oh, she got pushed in the pool. She didn't call it the fountain or something. Like, I could see, like, if there was a fountain in, like, the oh, courtyard. Yeah. But she called it the pool, which says to me that it's a pool. And it looked deep. You yeah, know? it looked like a swimming pool. It looked like a swimming pool. <laughs> but it was, like, literally at the base of the stairs to the front of the school. I was like, <laughs> That's a really weird place for a swimming okay, pool. Okay, that's a choice, I guess. All right. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm not an architect or a city planner, but that seemed like a... Yeah. That seems like the kind of building you build in The Sims. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, eh, I'll just put a pool here. Yeah. No ladder. So... The family's having dinner, and Grant tells the girls that he can't hang out with them that weekend because he needs to prep the site for an archaeological team that's coming in. And he's, you know, he's really sorry, but he's like, oh, I booked you guys this this boat tour. It's like a glass-bottom boat to go see Great Whites in the wild. And Sasha's upset because she has to cancel her plans, and Mia's just like what next? You know, yeah. she's just kind of like, I guess so, whatever. In retrospect, I really feel like this could have been such a great moment to give, like, a subtle tip of the hat to the first movie. If one of the girls had been like, oh, I don't want to, that sounds scary. And it would have been funny if Grant had been like, what? It's not like I'm sending you cage diving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know you're anti-cage diving. What about a glass-bottom boat? Would you do this? I would do a glass-bottom boat. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Especially, they do these boat trips that you can do in the Bay Area. But they take you where there are, like, a lot of seals and sea lions. Yeah, we've talked about this because you asked me if I would yeah. do that. And I was like, I would go except for I don't want to hear the sounds. Right. I don't want to see that happen. But this situation where they're just chumming the water and encouraging them to come over by the boat. Oh, I'm yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. That 100%. I would 100% be excited to do. That's that kind of thrilling fear that's like, it's scary and it makes you scared, but like in a fun way. And I 100% I would do a glass bottom boat. Oh, okay. Awesome. If I'm cage diving, it's because I'm being held hostage by like a super villain. <laughs> yeah. I would do it because I would feel like it's an opportunity to do something I've never done before, but I would be very, very, very no. frightened. No, if I'm cage diving, it's because it's someone wants me out of the picture and they want it to look like an accident. <laughs> what about, have you seen those, like, giant plexiglass tubes that you can go into where there's, like, a... Uh, With the crocodiles? Yes. No. I would not go into that. Really? A hundred percent. Really? Okay, yeah. so what's the difference between that and a glass-bottom boat? Glass-bottom boat has stairs to the above-water part. Oh, Okay. And because just based off of science and the way water works, if the bottom half breaks, you might still have enough surface tension to keep the top above water. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. I'm, I'd be curious to go into that tube. Because it's I like a really thick... No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> just no. wanted to check in. Just, you know, we have very strong feelings about staying off the plate. So with a movie like this, there's a lot of like, would you, would you, could you situations that will come up. 
Yeah, this movie, it made me have a lot of thoughts and feelings, and I watched it twice. Wow, okay. And uh, I'll just say now, the second time was not easier than the first. Oh, woof. (laughs) This touches on a lot, a lot of nerves for me in, like, a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Because I also am am a super, I am, will not go underwater. I really? do not believe in being in environments that doesn't have the one element that I need to survive oxygen. I don't, be- I don't believe in it. Does that include swimming pools? Yeah, no, I just don't go in the water. I'll wade, like maybe up to mid thigh, but that's right. about it. Gotcha. That's you my limit. Like, you're not doing like laps in the pool kind of thing. No, I still need to be in control of my own destiny. Gotcha. gotcha. The water does not get to decide gotcha. which way this is going to go. <laughs> Okay, good to know. No swim parties for you. Got, Got a it. lot of strong feelings about this. <laughs> I love a swimming pool, but water and nature, hell to the gnaw. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. I guess I would get into a swimming pool, because that's a controlled environment. There's Land is not that far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's normally other people around who will notice if you're starting to die. You know? I, feel, I feel like it's a lot harder for things to go bad in a swimming pool. Of, of course it's possible. You can drown in a teacup of water, but there's no predators in the water right. like it's totally there's no clear. secret tide you can you know? always see the bottom nothing is gonna touch your feet like the only thing you have to worry about is like pee yeah you're like normally within like at least six feet of a cement rim wall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right cool just taking your temperature on it it's just checking in oh and then maze caves i mean like maybe if there was no water in it i might walk through a maze cave but yeah. with water no pass yes yeah. i pass. mean like i said it would have to be something so extraordinary to get me under there and even then i say that from the safety of my couch we might, i might feel differently when we actually reach the cenote i mean again like i know i said it earlier but like i am trying hard to come up with what could be in that underwater cave that would get me to go what if you could see proof of like the loch ness monster or bigfoot or like some mystery that you have always wanted solved no, it would literally have to be like, if you go down there, there's a stone, and if you touch it, you will have superpowers, or something like that. <laughs> it couldn't even be like, if you go down there, it'll reveal your future to you. I'm like, that's okay, I'll just wait for it to come out on On Demand. <laughs> I would have to be able to leave there with the power to move shit with my mind to get right. me to go down there. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. I feel strongly about it. I'm a little fired up now. Good to know. Yeah. Like what it would actually take you to be in this situation. I feel like it bodes well for your survival chances. Yeah. You're not the dum-dum in the horror movie. <laughs> no, that's, I'm that's the watch the, the shoes and keys guy. <laughs> right? Your movie is not very entertaining to watch, but it always has a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also going through the Taco Bell drive through during the credits. I'm Fuck not. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Don't talk about Taco Bell. <laughs> don't get me started again i just got my irrational desire for double decker tacos <laughs> under control <laughs> i cannot oh, wait so to have good. junk food again it's gonna be so amazing i know <laughs> i don't even really like junk food that much but when i can't have it suddenly it's all i want right <laughs> it's terrible the pain all right sorry 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 yeah sorry. i have no idea uh okay so I don't uh, think it bodes well for this movie that we want to talk about literally anything else. I, I know. <laughs> okay, so the next day, me and Sasha go to the glass bottom boat, and the bully is there. And then Sasha's friends drive up, and they're like, no, we're going to go do something that no tourist would do or whatever. And 
Sasha, who's been persuaded by both her mom and her stepdad to try to be nicer to Mia, is actually, you know, is nice and is like, hey, why don't you come with us? Or do you really want to hang out on this boat with that awful girl over there? And then I just thought this was funny, but she flips off the bully and the bully makes this face like she's never been flipped off before. And it's like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no there's way an no asshole way. like that has never gotten the finger before. Right? I'll wipe that fake shocked look off your face. This is not the first time that you've seen this. 100% agree. I just thought it was funny. But anyway, so they connect with Nicole and Alexa, who are Sasha's friends, and Alexa takes them to this, like, swimming hole kind of thing because she's been, I guess, dating one of the assistants, one of Grant's assistants, mm -hmm. which is only uncomfortable because she's in high school and he's obviously an adult, but sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> we don't need it. It's fine. It's whatever. Anyway, <laughs> actually, the first time I saw this, did not understand what was happening. So they jump off the rock into the water. They get to the little dock thing that's floating, and it had all the scuba gear on it. Yes. I was like, what the fuck is... Like, it, did, I didn't... It was like a video game where you found the, like, stash of supplies. Which is funny, because there are several things in this movie that reminded me exactly of a video game. 100%. But that's, that yeah. was one of them, where it's like, they jumped in, and all of a sudden, all the stuff was there. And I was like, what the... F but it's actually the stuff that Grant's team had been storing there for when the archaeological team showed up so that they could scuba dive into, you know, even though his whole thing was that he found a second entrance. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not gonna, It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Why was the stuff there if they found a second entrance? Yeah, why was the stuff at the entrance they already knew about if what they were excited about was the stuff he just discovered? But yeah. it's fine. It's whatever. It's not Just go my, with it. Just go it's with not it. my archaeological project. It's... <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So they hang out for a while, and then someone gets the idea that they should scuba dive in because Ben, the assistant, took Alexa into the first, into this cave, you know, whatever, this one cave. Right. And she said it was really cool. And so they all get this idea, like, oh, we should scuba dive in, and they'll never know. And I was like, except for the fact that they specifically stored full oxygen tanks, and these girls are going to use them, and when they come back, they're not going to be full. Which yeah. is A... It's it's a sign that someone used them, and B, it's also going to screw the whole project if they can't go in with full oxygen tanks. Right? It's a kind of a dick move, too. Like, what if they don't check or something? You know what I mean? They're going to be down a bunch of oxygen. Yeah, or if they're thinking, like, okay, so we're going to have this many hours to do our thing, and then they show up and they're like, oh, now we have half the amount of time. Yeah. Because mysteriously, half the oxygen has disappeared. This is not a movie that's particularly worried about these this degree of details though yeah there's a lot of things that <laughs> i was like you know i'm just gonna let this be what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so they dive they go in to this cave and it actually like it looked really cool i don't know yeah. how much of it was practical and how much of it was effects but it was almost entirely practical it looks almost entirely. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there was some retouching done here or there, but it looks practical. They did some, it, like, cell extension. I don't know exactly what that is. I think it's maybe making the edges where you would maybe see the set, like, they covered it up. But, like, almost all of it is actually physically there. Okay. It looked like it, and but I was going to be really, and I, now I am really impressed <laughs> that it was real because it looked, it looked practical. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, if they really did build this, that's crazy. They did. That's crazy. See, these are the moments where I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to be an actor, but I would love to be playing around on these sets, essentially. You know, like I would love to get lost in these imaginary worlds that these sets create. This is how you scuba dive in an underground city, right? It's a set. Right? 
Yeah. Um, and the per- and the shark is some dude swimming around holding like a shark head in front of him. That is how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, you know, even more ridiculous when it's just the the green tennis ball on the end of the pole, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love seeing those like before the effects shots. Oh my god, I know. Where it's like Bella in Twilight instead of petting a werewolf, she's petting a man in a green suit, you know? <laughs> like Have you seen any of the before the CGI's for Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Oh, oh my, my god, god, they're so awkward. <laughs> oh, they're hilarious. He looks ridiculous. I know. It makes you really respect their acting chops. How do you not feel like absolutely absurd in that game? I up? know. And then like I already love Emma Watson. I don't really love that movie, but right. I love Emma Watson. And like to know that she has the ability to act like that while looking at I know! I couldn't do it! I couldn't do it. I would be cracking up. You look like a fool, sir. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, sidetrack us again. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. So they're scuba diving around in this cave. Nicole... So Nicole is exactly the kind of person that I just can't be around in real life. The person who's just so self-centered. That they do whatever they want, and then when you tell them, like, hey, what you're about to do is going to be bad for the whole group, they act like, oh, my God, fine. You know, like, you're putting them out by asking them to please not be selfish. I mean, every survival group has to have one of these dumbasses for dramatic reasons, but in real life, this is who you put on wash when you know the zombies are coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is the person where you're like, okay, when I need to convince someone that there's a giant shark in this cave, that's the person I'm going to push out into the abyss to be like, you need proof? Watch this. 100%. Okay, so this is just like a little fun fact. I don't know if you noticed either of these actresses names in the thing above i was gonna actually ask about both of them (laughs) yep nicole is the daughter of sylvester stallone okay it's sistine rose stallone corinne fox who plays sasha is in fact jamie fox jamie fox's daughter yeah yep okay i thought so okay so they're in the cave and no matter how many times I replayed this part, I still could not see what Nicole thought she said move. You know, because Nicole says, oh, I think yeah. I saw something move. It didn't matter how many times I replayed it or how close I got to the screen. I could see nothing. No. You know? Yeah, me neither. So I gave up and I was like, whatever. But she swims away against Alexa's rules and finds like a blind cave fish, which I I find that stuff both fascinating and terrifying because Absolutely. it's fascinating the way things have evolved in complete darkness where it's like, it's true. You don't need eyes or color. So you're transparent and blind, but then they ruin it by having the fish scream at her. The screaming fish is unacceptable. It made me jump when it lunged and all of a sudden that sound because of the suddenness, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it's the cheapest why? of cheap jump scares. Why a screaming fish? It why? was absurd. It was absurd. Like, there are a lot of things in this movie that are a little silly and absurd or whatever, but that one, to me, I was just like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> this is a no. You know, there are movies sometimes where, for some reason, the sharks can roar, you know? Oh, and- no, I've not seen that. That's terrible. Yeah, sometimes they make the sharks, like, roar. And uh, no. it's usually almost such a low register sound that you don't even really think about it at first until later, and you're like, oh, yeah. That's right. Maybe. Oh, now that you're saying that, maybe that's true. Yeah. The thing is, with the jump scare, you can just use, like, a music cue. There's no need to make your fish scream or your shark roar. That's absurd. There's so many other things that fish could have done that could have been 
sudden you know like yeah. possibly teeth could have popped out you know that's a thing mm-hmm. a, or like a those, fish. i mean they're in mexico they could be like those paco fish that have human teeth yeah right which would be terrifying <laughs> yeah or it could have squirted ink or something you know like yeah. they could have made a fictional blind fish that had some sort of sudden defense mechanism right that popped out maybe it ballooned up like a puffer fish i don't know but screaming really Do, are there any fish that scream i'm looking this up do fish scream one of these is, what do cave fish scream? See, we're not <laughs> the first. Uh, the first thing is screaming fish? Question mark. Johan Roberts addresses this. Let's see here. <laughs> okay, case in point: the scene where the tetra fish shrieks at our heroes underwater, causing them to recoil and cause a cave in. Do fish actually do that? The tetra, Johannes laughs. You know, I have no idea. We tried several things with it, and it was in the very early stages. They put a shrieking sound, and it was just like, you know what? It fucking needs to go do that for the moment. I wouldn't necessarily swear to it that that's a very accurate thing for a fish to do. (laughs) So the reason they put the scream in there was to put the scream in there. I don't know, man. That feels like a... I respect his attitude towards it, where he's like, you know what? <laughs> I know what it is. Like, he's not trying to justify it. He's yeah. like, it's a screaming fish. Keep it moving. Yeah, I love that attitude where he's like, yeah, it's a screaming fish. We all know it's dumb. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that is the best way to handle the situation. Like, you can't really justify that yeah. choice. So I respect it. better just it. to lean in. <laughs> I, I respect that response to it, where he's just like, yeah, like, yeah. I know. (laughs) Anyway, so the fish screams at Nicole. She swims away very suddenly and knocks over statues, which would just be such a huge fucking bummer. Dude, dude, the hardest thing for me in this movie was not people being torn in half. It was the only thing that bummed me out in this whole movie was the destruction of that underground city. That to me, I was like, you deserved, that's a death sentence instantly. And Rachel's America, you destroy beautiful, ancient ruins, like, Death, and like newly sentence. discovered in this case they were newly discovered too they hadn't even pulled in the archaeology team that was going to study them they were just uncovering them and putting in the lights and stuff so that they could study them when the archaeologists came in and can you imagine being that team being like Ugh. we're gonna study this never before seen mayan temple you know they thought it was the gateway to zabulba and oh my god we're gonna be the first ones in there to study it and then you get in there and the archaeologist has to be like yeah, so my teenage daughter and her friends knocked over. Oh everything. my god, he's probably glad he dies. <laughs> if like, they had told him before he died that that had happened, he'd probably been like, nah, "I'll take off the." He probably would have jumped into the shark's mouth. Because <laughs> you know he's there on grant money. You oh know? Like, yeah, you don't get another grant after that. Uh-uh. You're done, son. Yeah, no, you got to make a career change at that point. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. But this is the point where we get our first glimpse of one of the sharks, which actually I thought was really creepy. Mm-hmm. But the falling statues raise all the silt. The girls get separated. The radios and their oxygen masks stop. Like they're fuzzing in and out so she, they can't find each other. Mia gets separated and she kind of finds her way to a wall and she's just trying to, she's calling out to her friends and her stepsister and trying to find anybody. And then the big blind shark yeah. just floats by behind her. I mean, they look like those sharks from the Arctic that are blind. Yeah. That are thousands of years old. That's the other thing is, like, people will be like, well, how could sharks live down there? I mean, that shark may just be like the Arctic shark that were around when 
Jesus was on the planet. Yeah. That shark might not be like, oh, evolutionary down the chain. Its ancestor got in here and got stuck. That might be the shark that got stuck <laughs> yeah. in here. <laughs> I mean, when you read about those Arctic sharks, they're incredible. So, you know, one of the things I did actually really like about this movie was the shark itself. I actually yeah. think it's cool. I don't know. I think it's scarier, I think, than an actual great white. Something about the blind eyes and it's not even the right colors anymore, you know? Like, yeah. it's all just kind of one kind of pasty, fleshy gray color. Yeah. And it's All creepy. the scarring. Yeah. 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 Which, of course, it would be. It's like blank shark swimming around in, like, jagged-ass caves. It, right? <laughs> and it probably became blunt, you know? Like, I like the yeah. theory that this is the shark that wandered in right? you know, okay. 400 Let's... years ago. We're going so, with it. <laughs> at some point, he ended up in the dark and was like, ow, ow, ow. You know? Like, <laughs> no wonder he's in a bad mood. Wouldn't you be? If you were just bun- bouncing off sharp rocks all day? And all he's been eating are those screaming tetrafish for 400 years. Oh my god, the screaming tetrafish. <laughs> <laughs> oh... But yeah, the destruction of the antiquities, I don't know, is that what you call ancient ruins? Yeah, antiquities, correct. Is only further baffling when Ben shows up and they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And this is the second time when I was reminded of a video game. Because of the way he's handling the situation and the fact that you can't really see his face, it reminded me of those parts in video games where you just get sort of like a movie scene. And just the way he delivered these lines. Yeah. Where like they just destroyed... you know hundreds of years old ruins and they're like oh my god i'm so sorry and he's like hey so i knew you decide to go scuba diving someday you know whatever last time i take you in here please yeah no that is not how you react to finding that your girlfriend and her friends have come in and destroyed your life's work and are using your tanks and are in extremely dangerous situation like he's unsupervised they're not trained they're unsupervised and then he's and they're like oh my god and we don't know we can't and he's like what you didn't think of bringing a tow line or whatever it was yes you know and then right before he gets eaten by a shark and and mia's like you're not gonna tell my dad and he's like uh don't worry about it let's just get you ah you know and then obviously like as soon as he made that amount of space and the camera took that angle we're like oh well you're about to get eaten yeah (laughs) but yeah just the whole way he was handling the situation i was like i get it every time we've seen him before he's like uh you know like a surfery dude that's the thing it's he's one of grant's assistants He's not a guy he just found on Craigslist, right? This guy had to have, like, he's probably a college. He's a going... grad student, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is not just some dude who rolled off the street and was like, I could probably swim. So he's got to have some amount of education in this. And then he comes across this site that they've been working on for God knows how long. Again, antiquities. Forever old. Finds out that his underage girlfriend brought her friends in and they destroyed <laughs> it. And he's just like, yeah, all right. Last time I take you scuba diving. It's like, this is yeah. your whole career before it's even started. It's very odd. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird choice. It is a weird choice. I think my expectations were so low that I didn't, it wasn't even fully registering. But as you're saying it, I'm like, oh God, you're so right. That is yeah. insane. That guy obviously got that grad work placement, like nepotism or something. Because there's no <laughs> right. way that guy was like, I wrote my essay and I showed up to the interview and I want this so bad. <laughs> you know? Like, right. <laughs> That guy's uncle definitely knows someone. (laughs) For sure. For sure. 
but Ben just strikes me as the kind of person who accidentally graduated with an anthropology degree because he wasn't paying attention to his credits. Oh, shit. He was like, he needed a life science class. And yeah. Like... <laughs> and then nepotism got him this archaeological dig. He was yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. This actually is starting to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> his character is actually, yeah, definitely making a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben gets eaten. It's discovered there's a shark. The girls find each other again, and they're trying to swim back out through the tunnel. And, of course, we have that moment where it's like, I swear I saw a shark. And they're like, yeah, right. And it's like, oh, it's behind you. Yeah, right. And they turn around, and then the shark tries to follow them into the tunnel. And there's lots of screaming and frantic swimming. So I, while I liked the design of the shark, I didn't like a lot of the CGI animation. He didn't look movements. like he was actually there. Yeah, yeah, which is another video game aspect. If this was a video game top notch but, <laughs> yeah. but the fact that it was against real live actors and you could see yeah. the difference it was pretty unimpressive yeah I guess. unfortunately yeah. again had this whole thing been a video game both ben and the shark i would have been totally fine with right. so the shark is kind of wedged in the tunnel the girls are trying to swim away the shark struggling causes the tunnel to collapse right and they realize that their only way out is to go back to the other entrance where yeah. grant is mm -hmm. and ben who had a whatever a, a guideline and mia remembered that he had a guideline so they're like oh we can follow that guideline and yes you can and should here's the thing that keeps getting me though is that not once in this whole movie where they're being stalked by sharks did anyone decide we should probably hug a wall you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, this shark is blind, which means that it's going off of other senses, like water currents or bubbles or movement or sound. You know what I yes. mean? If you fucking flatten yourself against that stone wall, it's going to reduce the chances it's going to be able to find you. I mean, it just won't bump into you for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Its survival mechanism is not to smash itself face first into walls. So right. if you make it believe that you are the wall or are close enough to the wall that it can't get, it's probably going to veer away at the last second. It might cut you a little, but it's not going to just get you, you right. know? But this right. whole thing was them just shooting out straight across the open water. And even in the first one, when they have to leave the cage to go get the air packs that they dropped them yeah. or whatever it was, even in that one, she was like, stay close to the ground, you know, stay yeah. close to the rocks. Right. Because it doesn't give them that room to ram at you, which is how they do it, right? Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like, you know, and again, sharks, their hunting instinct is not to like, I'll search among the rocks, you know, like that's right. not They really... don't have arms. They literally just have like a battering ram body with a mouth on the front of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maximize your body movements to avoid the, you know, advantage shark. Or like at least skim along the bottom if you yeah. have to like, you know, Good. get across, you know. Skim along the, if you don't want to do the walls, do the bottom. Right. All you got to do is keep yourself next to a surface of some kind and you're right. going to reduce your chances of getting just swooped by a shark. A hundred percent. Especially in tight quarters. Yeah. Like you can't really turn around and maneuver. If you can get to the bottom, you're probably okay. Right. It's like house fire rules. Get to the low ground. Right. <laughs> it's a very good point, Mars. Very excellent points you're making It even here. happens at some scene where the girls are in an area and the shark shows up and they just get to the ground and then the shark just sort of swims slowly over them several times. Yeah. Proven by actual circumstance that that's yeah. the way you it's, should do it's it. It's movie canon. Like, there's no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, 
And so even if you have a guideline, I still would have dragged that guideline either down to the bottom or along a wall and been like, I'll get to where it's going eventually, but we're taking this as close to yeah. the ground or a wall as possible. You know, I don't. Anyway. Anyway, they make it. So it's not, it's kind of a moot point because they don't get, sw- well, not at this point. But anyway, they follow the guideline and they find out that it's been snapped. But now they're like so far into the maze that they can't even, I mean, they couldn't go back anyway because the tunnels collapsed. Right. Oh, yeah, this is the part where they encounter the shark again, and they kind of go to the bottom, and the shark just sort of swims over them several times. Mm-hmm. I'm proving my point. And then in this was another one of those things that I chose not to question, but Mia hears music. And so she's like, yeah. oh, that's my dad working on putting the lights up in the chamber they just discovered or whatever. And then we go to that chamber where it's actually the other assistant. Who's Which listening. I'm calling major shenanigans that he is bumping the 80s too. I'm right. <laughs> that dude is like, not listening to that. Like you assume it's dad because like nobody under 35 is bumping that. Right? Shenanigans. I had that Paul. same thought, especially after the stereo or whatever gets ruined. And he's like, I was just getting my jam. And I was like, you were no, not. No, you weren't. <laughs> you were not no no i mean i know it's supposed to be a misdirect but it's just not a very convincing yeah. one and i'm not actually questioning this because i don't know enough about science to know whether to be able to call shenanigans on this but is that actually possible to be able to play music underwater and have it be that clear i mean he must have been playing it so loudly but wouldn't that make the silt come up i remember okay so when I worked at Curve Magazine, I did all of our tech reviews, which is hilarious because we all know how technologically skilled <laughs> I am. But one of the things I reviewed, which was really cool, even though it looked really goofy, were underwater headphones. And the way that they worked is they actually placed these pads that you would put on your cheekbones, and then your bone would conduct the sound to your ears. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, they looked absurd. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) So I thought of those immediately with the music underwater. But I was also thinking about, like, you can obviously hear music underwater. Right, but would it be that clear? I don't think so. I know you can hear music playing underwater, but usually it feels like it would be really muffled and distorted. But that was, like, dry land Pandora underwater. Yeah. I don't know enough science to know whether or not that's possible i mean like you can have whale song underwater right so oh i guess that's true so it does conduct sound but i don't know that it would be super clear right yeah i don't know i'm willing to just let it be what it is (laughs) okay we have discovered there are underwater sound systems so i think it's fair to assume that people who work underwater might have Have that technology yeah yeah it just probably isn't something that the general public is you know interested in except for super rich millionaires but Anyway, so the other assistant, whose name I still to this day do not know, Carl? Carl? That kills people, Carl. That's what I always (laughs) think whenever I hear that name. (laughs) Do you remember that with the llamas? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, his name, yep, his name was Carl. All right, so Carl's listening to music and he's welding because the whole thing for that day was that they were setting up the lighting for when the archaeological team shows up. So he's welding, where, again, like you are saying, it's a misdirector. You're supposed to think that it's Grant, but it's not. It's Carl. Twist. And I actually thought this was really cool. The way, if we're looking at the different artifacts that are in the room and the statues and stuff, and then you just start seeing the shark's shadow yeah. slowly pass over the statues. Yeah. Oh, I actually thought that was really because cool. Because sharks are freaking scary, man. Yeah, and, like, the the thing about it is the way it just sort of floated through. I mean, it wasn't hunting them. Right. It was just going about its day and coming across snacks. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, who doesn't love a day like that? <laughs> yeah, that is my ideal kind of day. Right? <laughs> Chilling, walking around, discovering snacks, eating those snacks. Sharks are predators, obviously. But the way this shark functions is it's not like I have to sneak up on my prey or I have to be faster than my prey. It's just sort of like, I'm just going to go get that. I'm just going to yeah. eat that. And mm-hmm. so just watching it slowly swim, you know, oh, it's so ominous. And it's the true tension in this moment. And Carl hears chains rattling. And so he goes to investigate and it's, you know, an artifact that has chains on it. But he's very much like, what the fuck made that move? And then the shark eats him. And this is the first time we're introduced to the blinking red light. Yes. And it's so effective. It's so cool. I love that. (sighs) I'm a big fan of the blinking red light. It definitely gives some atmosphere. Unfortunately, like, okay, when you first get down there and you get to see the underwater city, it looks really cool. But then they kick up the silt and you lose a ton of the atmosphere. It's just this murky kind of movie at that point. So the red brings back in some visual interest and adds the atmosphere that you're kind of missing when they're just swimming around through pea soup. Yeah. yeah. And also it gives you that blood-filled water vibe mm-hmm. that you really want, you know? Yeah, this is a PG-13 movie, which I think it is well documented that I feel like all animal attack movies should not be PG-13, but especially shark movies, because the thing you're there for is the shark attack. That's the whole point of the movie. Right. <laughs> so you don't get that red in the water like you do in, say, like, Piranha 3D, which is, to me, the pinnacle of animal attack movies. I love that movie. It's so good. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, so this gives you some of that red water that you're craving when you go into one of these movies yeah and especially since given you know it's in a cave there's limited lighting even when you do see real blood it's i mean i guess they amped it up for when ben died i don't know it just seems like if you were really there it would really just actually be black you know or like a dark brown yeah because of the lack of light but that red that flashing red light and the fact that it's a strobe you know where it's like you're cut to complete dark for seconds yeah big fan of the the red strobe light i agree So meanwhile, Mia has swum into this cave looking for her dad and is seized from behind by her dad, who luckily already knows the shark is there. I was not looking forward to a scene of Mia finding her dad and being like, Dad, there's a shark. And him being like, Mia, there's no way there could be a shark in here. You know, whatever. Yeah. So I like that we just went ahead and skipped that. and just Agree. And just put him at already like, yeah, there's a shark. It's we got to be quiet. And then I also liked the scene where they're trying to get out of this room and the other girls who have become worried about her follow her in and start doing that, trying to divert the shark's attention by banging on stuff. I thought that was cool. I also thought that it was something that was going to come into play later on. Like I thought, but it It, does not. It is a one and done situation. (laughs) It seemed like it would have been like a cool callback in the nick of time later on in the final scene, you know, or whatever, but it, it was not. It was just a cool thing that happened once. Yeah. So anyway, everybody's all together, and Grant leads them to a cave entrance. I I don't really know how to explain it. It's a hole in the ground where they've secured, like, a ratchet system where they can ascend. It's another cenote, is what it is. It's a what? A cenote? I don't know what that means. So, I don't know the exact definition, but they are these openings to underwater cave systems in Mexico. But they're things that you can go swimming in because they're like typically pockets of fresh water. I would see here. It's a sinkhole in in the limestone with a pool at the bottom that is found, especially in the Yucatan. Would not swim in that. Would not swim in that (laughs) cold, unfeeling abyss. I mean, a sinkhole is pretty fucking scary. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> would not go. I would be the person who would stay above the sinkhole and be like, yeah, I'll watch the shoes and keys. They're beautiful, though. I'm not saying you jump in one, but people swim in them a lot because they're gorgeous. But they are kind of like a philosophobia fucking oh my god nightmare generation this <laughs> is the philosophobia scene yeah of the movie mm-hmm. so they surface here and granted there's an ascender which is like a rope and ratchet and pulley system and they can go up one by one and he's teaching the girls how to use it and alexa gets in it and i 100 percent feel everybody else in the water where she like does it once and looks at her friends and is like look at me i did it and they're like very good go faster yeah <laughs> like, I 100% would be like, yeah stop celebrating your personal victories there are still four of us in the water get up there seriously and then oh i still i can't it's every time i close my eyes i just see this that shot the shots where it's just under the water and it's just darkness and legs yeah <sighs> yeah it's not great I wish they had done more with this because this stuff is scary because you know that the shark's underneath and it does play with that fear of not knowing what's beneath you and, and the being fact that vulnerable it's just to black. what's beneath you. Yes, 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 yes. You can't even see the walls of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Which again, wall hugging would have saved lives, I think. Probably. Yeah, you because know? you're just bobbing around being a delicious treat for the sharks. Yeah, well, and you know what attracts sharks' attention is movement. That's why they say if you're in the ocean and you see a shark, you try to reduce the amount of movement you're making because the movement makes sharks think, oh, that's a wounded seal. I'm going to go eat it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So stop flailing, hug a wall, chill. Right? And exactly zero people did that. So (laughs) I'm just saying. This is why you survive, though, Mars. You need these body counts, right? Because the thing is, is the shark should be full. How many people do they need to eat? They've had three. I mean, if you've lived the last 400 years off of screaming tetra fish yeah i guess maybe, maybe at that point you're just like it's thanksgiving yeah i guess you're probably right yeah so anyway nicole in classic nicole fashion freaks out and starts climbing alexa to get out but the ascender can't hold more than one person and then oh that scene where alexa falls and just her head is underwater and yeah yeah now see if this were piranha 3d that body would have come back out with no head yeah that would have ended differently for sure (laughs) nicole manages to reach the top just as the ascender gives out and alexa's dunked back into the water i Mm -hmm. so didn't want nicole to make it i was so mad i mean i know that that's cold-hearted and in a real life situation i'd probably be like i'm super mad at you but i hope you get out but in because this is a movie and i have no real stakes and i mean they exist to get eaten like that's why they're in the movie well yeah she's the selfish friend obviously she wasn't gonna make it yeah i'm surprised she she made it as long as she did death though like that was the best one out of all of them yeah just torn in half by two sharks yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i do like and i it's such a stupid little detail but i do love when she's in the water freaking out and she did this those like double claw hands for some reason (laughs) i don't know why but it cracked me up like that was her reaction like she was so freaked out that her hands became claws (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not gonna work honey no 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 she gets eaten everybody's freaking out nobody's hugging a wall and then Grant starts giving his speech, which was, I knew he was going to get eaten. It was, I mean, it's fully Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. This. Number one thing I thought of, it was like, <laughs> oh, this is the Samuel L. Jackson moment from Deep Blue Sea. Uh-huh. Now that's a good shark movie. I love that movie. I love that dumbass movie. <laughs> I had that movie on VHS. 
I bought it used from a Blockbuster. I washed uh-huh. it so much, and then I just kept it because I was like, oh, I can't get rid of you. And then a couple years ago, I mean, you know me, I pick up weird hobbies, and then I can't stop doing that hobby for like six weeks, and then I drop it. Yeah. Drop it like I never knew it. I still had a VCR. And I bought all the stuff, like the software and the hardware equipment to convert VHS movies to digital files. Taught myself how to do it. So I started converting all my old VHS movies to digital files, and Deep Blue Sea was one of them. So I have this... Amazing. This really awful... Because, I mean, the tape was so worn out that the quality... Right, and it's VHS quality to begin yeah, with. Yeah, to begin with, it was VHS quality. When it VHS was quality. at its peak performance, it was VHS quality. Yeah. <laughs> but then I had the joy of being able to watch all these movies that I bought when I was in, you know, high school that I haven't been able to watch because I haven't wanted to hook up my VCR. You know, because yeah, the VCR totally. is not something that you keep hooked up. It's that thing that you drunk hook up when you have friends over to be like, no, 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 no. We can totally watch 13 Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I think I did watch 13 Ghosts on VHS now that I think about it. Yep. That sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> yep. I think yeah. that was before I bought like a $60 DVD player that barely worked from Walmart to watch some pirated DVDs of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's specific okay (laughs) so yeah so she claws and then gets ripped in half and we all cheer and then grant gives his i believe in you girls we can make it and gets eaten goodbye yep (laughs) but before that happens he tells them that this tunnel actually leads out to the sea but they're gonna have to be careful because there's a current this wasn't explained very well in the movie yeah i didn't really understand didn't understand by current he meant underwater tornado (laughs) yeah i didn't understand he meant what is it it's a oh no it's not a cyclone what's the word not whirlpool yeah, Whirlpool. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. I didn't understand what he was describing. Well, okay, I thought I understood what he was describing when he described it. But then when we saw it, I didn't understand what I was seeing, nor did I understand how what he said described what I was seeing. It was much more intense than I was expecting. And you'd think that it would Whirlpool out instead of down, right? I mean, it's like a drain, right? Oh, but I see what you're saying. But maybe it like goes down and then out? To the sea if it's going down it's got to go down somewhere right so yeah. i don't fully understand the science i'm not a oceanologist oceanographer marine biologist all of the above none of the above <laughs> water expert you're not finding nemo i don't know <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, whatever, it's fine. I just either it's science I don't understand or it's science that doesn't exist, but I it's fine. I'm going to just let it be what it is. So he told them that there was a current they're going to have to be careful, but they can make it out to the ocean through this tunnel. He gets eaten. The three remaining girls decide to try and make it. They avoid sharks, but we get oh, this was like one of my favorite scenes with the strobe light as they're descending down mm-hmm. into the tunnel and oh I feel like they cut out one of the shots that was in the trailer that really sold me, where the strobe light, it's like strobe, nothing, strobe, nothing, strobe, nothing, and then a strobe, and it's just the shark circling suddenly. Yeah. And I understand that probably the thought was the strobe, and then seeing the shark's teeth right there was more effective, but just seeing the shark circling was really effective to me in the trailer, but that shot was not in the movie, so I was a little disappointed by that. That is a bummer. Yeah, because just that ominous, like, they're just waiting. 
This is not a, like you it's need not a, a challenge little for shark them. foreplay. Don't go straight to the teeth. You need to like scare me a little bit by letting me know it's there, and then lead up to the money shot, right? Yeah, well, and because with sharks, it's like they're not waiting for an opportunity; they're just waiting to be in the mood, you know? Right, <laughs> right. And they get to decide. You don't decide. Yeah. The shark decides, <laughs> and they have some idea that the frequency of the tone that this signal is giving off scares the sharks away. I guess so. They that's... immediately turn it off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The dad got eaten because they turned the fucker off. Like, what are you thinking? You you leave that thing on till the batteries go out. They're like, this is very effective of keeping the sharks away. Turn off. We should save it for later. <laughs> you know there are sharks around right now? I mean, maybe he thought, like, oh, they just ate Nicole, they're full. But that's their mistake. I don't think sharks register being full. No? I think they just register as eight, gonna eat next, eat again. Eat now. <laughs> eat, 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 eat. Hope I eat later. Yeah, Ooh, I guess that's I'll true. Eat this. I guess they are opportunist, right? Like yeah. you got to eat when you can eat in the ocean, especially if you're in a cave. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you eat when you can eat. You eat till the eating is gone. <laughs> but I did really love the strobe effect, where it's like red, nothing, red, nothing, red, and then teeth. Yeah, yeah. I do really like that. It's really scary. But they do eventually make it to the bottom of this cave, where they follow a tunnel out to where the whirlpool is and sasha gets sucked away mm-hmm. so now it's just me and alexa and they are finally wall hugging <laughs> fucking it took finally. a fucking whirlpool god the shark damn. wasn't enough for you god jeez so they are just hugging the wall and trying to get to this like they're trying to get across this cavern basically this whirlpool cavern to this other little tunnel and once they get there it turns out there's a shark in it and it grabs alexa's air tank and mia books it and alexa gets out of her i mean she was basically out of air anyway but she gets out of her her tank and her face mask and tries to swim away and promptly drowns i mean what are you gonna do i guess like no fight or i know. flight but that's it's thing. just like okay so you got three more seconds good for you good try. i know that's the thing is like in her place it's like okay well I either get eaten or I drown. One of them is a quicker death, but I kind of, I think if I had to choose, I would drown. I think so. In that moment, because you're just so filled with terror of the, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I want to do none of the above, but. Right, but I feel like if you are still breathing air while getting torn apart, that's going to be more painful than having all of your senses go out at once. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever accidentally, like, inhaled water, though? It sucks. Oh, yeah. The yeah, one yeah, time yeah. I went scuba diving, I dipped, not scuba diving, snorkeling, I dipped too low and got a full lung full of water. It sucked. Yeah, it's, uh, do you know you can dry drown? I feel like I watched a show where the kid dry drowned. So I had never heard of it before then, which is wild. Yeah, right? That shit's crazy. You think you survived only to dry drown. Yeah. <sighs> Especially since you get some time on dry land where you're like oh that was close and then and then you drown yep it's just sort of like pneumonia right isn't that yeah basically oof what a mess such a weird thing it is totally a weird thing i mean i'm supportive of all the tangents i love doing it i love when it happens but we are like on fire for tangents yeah we are really on a whole (laughs) other level and we're so close to the end we can do this let's just knock it out let's just knock it out let's get there 
Mia gets sucked into the whirlpool, and but she's grabbed by Sasha, because it turns out Sasha managed to wedge herself into the wall. We knew that was going to happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we didn't yeah. see her die, so we knew she was going to come climbing out of that hole. Yeah, so Sasha pulls Mia to safety. They manage to find a tunnel, kind of, but it's super narrow. They're getting chased by a shark. Everybody's getting wedged by the air tanks, but everybody's out of air anyway. So they do the thing where they get out of their masks. We have a tense moment where, well, we have almost a tense moment where Mia's legs are tangled in her oxygen tank harness, Mm -hmm. except for one of the shots shows her hand just freely flowing by the tangled mess. And I'm like, just use that (laughs) hand, bitch. Grab it and pull. Like, what are you kicking for? Use the tools that you are given. Yeah. You have a thing that's called a thumb. But it's work. Stop panicking and think through this. Like, come on. So that was frustrating for me. But anyway, she gets out. They swim to the surface. I was, again, just frustrated because they do that thing where they, like, break surface and then take several moments to just, like, appreciate life and that they made it. I'm like, bitch, that shark is right there. You get out the water. (laughs) If you got attacked right now and survived and made it to a hospital and the doctor was like oh my god how'd you get attacked and you're like well we made it out of this cave but then i was appreciating life and i got attacked the doctor's not gonna be like oh well i mean sucks i mean you have to take a minute at the mouth of this cave to appreciate life sucks that shark got you right in that moment though (laughs) you know yeah you are still in the water yeah 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 get out i mean i feel like i would not stop and be like wow we made i'd be like doggy paddling as fast as i could to whatever piece of land i could get up out of the water or at least hug the wall (laughs) at least swim to the cliff wall all i would be thinking about was my exposed feet i just want to get them out of the water as fast as i possibly i have like dreams where i'm in a pool with a shark and the shark's trying to bite my feet and all i can think about is getting up up above water line so for them to just be chilling like you know right at the mouth Right at the mouth of the cave, not even, like, yeah. to the side. Yeah. Or, again, I know this is Mars' theme for the episode, hug the fucking wall. But at least just make <laughs> it to the cliff and cling to the stone. 47 meters down, hug to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I do actually kind of love this little twisty twist. I wish I could say the same, except for as soon as she saw the boat, I was like, I bet you anything that's a glass bottom boat. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I love that they came out into a sea of chum. I wish they had paid this off so bad, though. Wouldn't that have been such a messed up ending if they just, like, it just ended with the people in the underwater boat seeing them get chomped? Yeah. That was what I thought was going to happen. I was like, movie redeemed. But then we get the action sequence of doom. <sighs> So what happens is they come out of the tunnel, they see a boat, they start swimming toward it, they end up in a trail of chum in full circle, which makes me realize, how long did the bully wait in line if the whole time this was happening in the cave and she's only just now on the boat? They're only just now chumming the water? Good point. Good. The timeline is seriously sus. Although I guess you have to assume it couldn't have been that long because they only had, what, like a half hour of air? Oh, I guess that's true. I mean, plus they had the moments where they surfaced. So, like, at the most, 45 minutes? Oh. Even though the movie runtime is longer? That's the only redeeming factor. Because otherwise, that girl waited in line for, like, four fucking hours. Yeah, she did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it turns out it's the glass bottom boat they were supposed to be on. We see our... uh, I was wrong. There's one person of Latin descent in this movie, and he is working on the boat. 
like one Mexican person in this oh, movie yeah. and he's working on the boat. I was like, oh, God. Found him. Found him. <laughs> so they make it, well, Mia makes it to the boat. Sasha gets snatched by a shark. Mia shoots it with a flare gun. I have many thoughts about this. That's why I'm speeding through it right now. Yes. Sasha makes it on the boat. Mia now doesn't. She stabs it in the eye. Then they both make it on the boat. Here are my thoughts. Okay, yes, yes, unleash. One, I was hoping and waiting for a 47 meters down ending, where it turns out they didn't make it on the boat and they were actually just, you know, running out of oxygen and hallucinating while trapped in a cave somewhere. Yeah. But that's not what happened. They actually did make it out. My thoughts on this are, and I, okay, so I'm afraid of sharks. I'm not going in the ocean, but I don't hate sharks. Right. I think sharks play an important role in the ecosystem. I'm all for preserving sharks. I don't Absolutely. think, you know, I'm here for sharks. And I feel like this retribution scene is just so misdirected because it's they not spent, even the same shark. They spent all this time fighting blind sharks and then they take it out on perfectly healthy sharks by blinding a perfectly normal shark. Yeah. They blinded a shark after being chased by a blind shark, a shark that had nothing to do with the first shark. It feels to me like the equivalent of like if someone handed you like a ticket and we're like, oh, we're having a free buffet. And then you showed up and they just started beating the shit out of you. And they were like, this is because I got mugged by someone else a year ago. You know? Yeah. 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 So it doesn't even feel just like you don't even feel like, oh, you know, they got theirs. And even if the they movie had, expects you to hate sharks, I think. Which is not fair. No. Mm-mm. No. I mean, even in the first one, like you were saying, the first one, the sharks weren't even really the... like the chief antagonist yeah they were a complicating factor the villain was honestly that shoddy cage diving company yeah no kidding oh my god that's my fear uh yeah check your yelp reviews folks (laughs) no shit and don't get on a boat like that where your life is in their hands i'm sorry that boat was like a red flag it was a red flag that was it was a seaworthy red flag right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this final scene to me was uh, was with the one sister getting bit and then getting out and then the one getting the flare gun and then she gets bit and then she stabs it and uh, i'm like say what now (laughs) i know and that they're fine at the end they're just like hugging with their giant bites out of the sides of them i know i mean sasha was ruined when she got out of the water like oh my god those lungs like her lungs would be collapsed because all of her rib cage would be destroyed yeah and then that weird moment where the bully girl is looking at mia like and she's giving her that like oh my god you are cool face misunderstood you but that's not that's not what that moment was. You like know? that's the look you give when the person you bullet just kills it at the end of the year talent contest. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not when they like jumped in the water with a flare gun and fought a great I'm give me a break. <laughs> oh god. Okay, all right. So overall, what did you think of this movie? Movie honestly freaked me out a lot because I have so many strong fears of sharks and water and caves and darkness and everything. So it was a lot of things in there that really actually put me on edge. The movie itself, plot-wise, not a huge fan. Pretty straightforward. The ending doesn't do anything for me. If anything, it just kind of makes me mad because I feel like it's just perpetuating violence against sharks. Right. Those sharks were completely unrelated to the ones that were the antagonists this whole movie. (laughs) You know? Yes, 100%. Agree. I don't know. So, it was okay. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, okay, I'm gonna start with things I like, and then I'll talk about things I don't. So, okay, I think the setting is really cool. Like, I love the hidden city in a cenote. That is really cool. Anytime you have ruins, like Mayan stuff, especially because it was a sacrificial chamber, like all that stuff. Yeah, the gateway to Zabulba. Yes, Yes, all that stuff. I'm so into that. And the fact that it was practical is so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool set. It's a cool setting. I even like the concept of the shark that either was the world's oldest shark that was just living in there or one that had evolved whichever interpretation we want to go with i think that's cool i think it's Same. a way to freshen up the the shark thing yeah right because we've seen pretty much every version of the shark out in open water right yeah so this freshens it up in a way that was interesting and had a lot of potential and the maze-like city can give you those feelings of claustrophobia right yeah I think what would have been even better is if they had somehow been able to kind of almost recreate like underwater the descent where the city itself and the maze was the chief antagonist. And then you have the addition of like, so when the shark shows up, you're like, fuck, I've already been through the ringer. I'm already just exhausted by cave-ins and people having to breathe those little air bubbles at the the top of the cave. Yes. Like that kind of stuff is so terrifying in and of itself with even without a shark that if you capitalize on that amazing setting it would have been cool and then you add in the monster of the shark Mm -hmm. right because i mean essentially this kind of is the descent underwater to the point where it's like something that has evolved underground so it's blind and kind of pasty and all that stuff right i actually kept drawing that comparison in my mind too so i was like this is reminding me like what an underwater the descent would be like right but the other thing is those girls in the descent they do this they're like extreme sports people so they're very capable they're very skilled they're not just kind of dumbass high school girls not that high school girls are dumb but they are dumbass but these ones are dumb yes (laughs) and so you can't even get into like the girl power of it because it starts with this like mean girls 80s high school movie so you're not really invested in those characters whereas if they were the archaeologists oh now i've got something to hold on to now i'm excited about I'm invested in these girls right away because they're aspirational instead of dumbass mean girls, right? Plus, you can see the arc coming in the first scene when Mia's pushed into the pool and Sasha's like, she's not my sister. And you're like, oh, you guys are going to be best friends by the end of the movie. Right. And also, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? One of the things about the first movie having the ending the way it is, it's a gut punch because there's a lot of love between these sisters. You're invested in the emotional relationship they have. Whereas with these ones, really, we're supposed to be like, oh, yes, they're sisters. You've given me no reason to believe that yeah. until they're in the whirlpool. That's yeah. literally the first time we have a single moment where there's some kind of relationship between them. And it's too late at that yeah. point. It's just too late. Other fun things is I, there are a couple of really fun kills. We talked about the Stallone daughter getting torn in half <laughs> was awesome. Claw hands. Claw hands, <laughs> getting it. And dad getting fully Samuel Jackson. Oh, my God. Really, really I love fun. it so much. I don't know if it was supposed to be a subtle nod to that scene. But if it was, like, mad props. Love it. I mean, it has to have been, right? Right? It has to it have been. It has to have been. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And also beautiful settings in terms of when they were actually on location. It was gorgeous. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of love the twisty twist that when they came out of there and they think they're safe, they're just in this bloody (laughs) chum infested water. And you're like, oh, shit. The beginning was just something really interesting there. And the addition of the glass bottom boat could have really visually made it look dope. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But but still, I'm going to give them props for at least setting that up and having that moment before it kind of goes weird action hero. 
as far as cons, like you said, there's not really any plot to this. It's more of a ride. It's more of a video yeah. game, you know, yeah. like a fetch quest, like go and find the exactly. tow line. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, eh. And we talked about like how the original one had the, like the true villain was the, well, obviously the boat, but also just time itself. They were working against time and that ticking clock created this level of tension that is just lacking in this. At some point we do see that their oxygen is depleted, but you never really feel like they're going to run out of air. Yeah. It always just feels like an afterthought, you know, yeah. like they're dealing with everything else first and then it's, oh, by the way, I'm also down to 25% oxygen. Yeah, totally. It just didn't have the emotional heart with the characters. It didn't have that good gut punch ending of the original. Which, honestly, I would not have been upset if they reused that ending. Right. And they had them on the boat, like, oh, we made it. And then, actually, they're still stuck in the whirlpool, Man. like, crouched on the wall, you know, running out of oxygen. Actually, I think I would have preferred that, honestly. Yeah. That first one was so affecting after it was over. You're like... And your heart, you're, you're like heart sick. You actually really wanted them to survive. Yeah. I didn't give a single solitary shit. If any of these survived. <laughs> Not a one. You know what I mean? I can get the thought process where, you know, they were like, well, we can't do the same ending twice. I get that yes. thought process and that being like, we're going to get credit, you know. But honestly, I was looking forward to that ending. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was been so fine. good the first time. Yes. It would have been fine to have had a dark ending. Yeah. Especially when you spit them out into a bunch of fucking chum. Like, yes, this is you have justified your dark ending again. Yeah. If sisters don't make it like that makes perfect sense. It's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine for a shark movie to be dumb and just whatever. But if that's the case, it needs to be violent. It needs to be bloody. Yeah. You can't have a PG-13 plot and a PG-13 level of violence. Like, right. <laughs> you got to choose your, you know, you got to pick one or the other. One yeah, or yeah, the yeah. other. Especially like after Piranha 3D and also Crawl was great for that because it was just so nasty and mean and bloody. Have you seen Crawl yet? I still haven't seen it. It's so good. It's so good. It's everything you want in one of these movies. Every time the humans are talking, it is IQ level five dumb. The human drama is so dumb, but the alligators are terrifying. And I have a legitimate fear of alligators. Like, it's probably yeah. as strong as sharks. Well, because they are land sharks. Yeah, and they're fast and for they short are distances. Fast. But they can run pretty fast for short distances. So they can do all the sneaky, sneaky stuff that sharks do, but, but then they land. can follow you onto land. Yeah. You're not safe when you get above the waterline. They are still coming. They are also ancient creatures. They're not as ancient as sharks, but they're... They are our there. dinosaurs. If dinosaurs roamed the earth, it would be like Florida everywhere. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. No, no, no. So, yeah. So, uh, overall, I'm like you. This was not the worst thing that we watched no. by any stretch. No, no, no. But it was not as good as the first one. It's not one that I would really recommend. No, I think it's just a pretty standard shark movie. Yeah. It's above, like, a sci-fi level. Yeah, But it is for below sure. 47. It's not Sharknado. <laughs> no, no. But no. it's also not... What was the one with Blake Lively where she's stranded? Oh, on the, the rock? shallows. The shallow. The shallows was so good. I thought. Did you like it? Yeah, I that really movie liked is it. Scariest. I, I mean, know. and it also has a goofy ass ending. But I know, <laughs> I know. We saw that together in theater. I don't oh, that's know what right. we were thinking. Because you're my shark movie friend. I know, but why did we see it on a big screen? <laughs> because we both every time there's shark time, shark times is what I was about shark. to just call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Every time there were shark times, you and I were both like, oh, I just suddenly I dropped a button or something. I <laughs> Because I feel like other people don't have our same level of appreciation. You need solidarity when you're facing your fears <laughs> like that. 
You need someone on your same level. Yeah, because if somebody's not as scared, they're no fun. Yeah, no. All right, cool. So, if you were to watch this movie a third time, sorry, <laughs> what would you pair it with for drinking? Uh, just straight up moonshine because it makes you blind. <laughs> so I'm just like straight up bathtub moonshine. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just going to have to evolve to uh... homemade moonshine gifted to you by your neighbor in a hand screwed on mason jar. Like not a thing that's been sealed, but just a thing that's like this probably had something else in it at some point. <laughs> yeah, there's still like a hint of pickle. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or like pickled pig's feet. <laughs> gross, gross. Okay, fair enough. I feel like that's a perfectly legitimate choice. Okay. All right, awesome. We did get one letter this week. This letter comes from Eric, who enjoyed, he wanted to comment on our last episode, which we had the guys from Dead Lantern on, Matt and DJ, to talk about chills down your spine. So Eric wrote in and said, love this podcast in general, but the most recent one with Matt and DJ was so awesome to hear. Takes me back to the splatter cast and the very much missed Steve cast. So Mars, I don't think you're familiar with the Steve cast. What it was, I'm was not. a little spinoff of the, of dead lantern or of the splatter cast that we would occasionally do where myself, DJ and Steve, who plays Jeff in chills down your spine, oh, okay. we would all get together and we would watch something on streaming and we would watch it in 10 minute segments and record after each 10 minutes. But we would also drink a lot (laughs) so we called it the steve cast but it was really the like brought to you by way too much fucking bourbon cast so (laughs) things that we would do on the like probably my favorite episode we ever did was one where someone had sent steve a bone clone kit you know what this is no. It's where oh, is it the the makeup? Yes. Demo so there was like thing? apparently yeah, okay. some fan that was like obsessed with him and wanted a clone of his bone. And so we decided to watch a dirty movie and have him make a clone of his bone on air. And so that was a thing that happened. Fortunately, they've all been scrubbed from the internet. Although I might have the original audio for that somewhere. But it was it was epic. It was epic. And those were a lot of fun. That is <laughs> They were there's one that was never released because we lost our fucking minds. I I still <laughs> someday I'm going to edit it because I actually have the audio for it and like just disseminate it amongst friends because it is not for public consumption. <laughs> Matt doesn't nor- would drink a little bit on the show, but his fiance was out of town, so he drank like a bottle of scotch. Oh and at one God. point, he had to caterpillar to the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> it was amazing, but it was like definitely like we're like this one's just for us guys. Oh <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Maybe when we have Patreon someday. Who knows? Um, okay, so he said, "Keep up all the awesome content." And by the way, still seeing cats and pizza when thinking about Game of Thrones. You know what? It reminded me of a time where Game of Thrones did not feel like a festering wound in my heart. <laughs> oh. oh man, that final season was the 2020 of Game Fuck. of Thrones. You know, I'm still fucking bitter about it. I need to like le- like release it to the universe, but every time I think about it, I get actively angry again. Oh. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
So thanks a lot, Eric. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, Eric, thank you so much for this letter. No, I I loved that. I especially, I mean, I especially love the cats and pizza shout out. I know. <laughs> such a simpler time when we would always come over yeah. every Sunday night, order pizza, hang out with my cats, oh, and watch Game of Thrones. Oh, oh and the Bruges. We had good snacks, man. We had good snacks. Yeah. hopefully Dude, if, if we know i anything. move to oregon we can find it some other excuse to get together like that so we'll have like movie Ooh. nights or something and there will be pub cheese <sighs> so yeah awesome thank you so much eric that was such a fun letter to get it reminded me of so many good times um i can't believe how long yeah, you've been hanging awesome. with us that's amazing yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if like eric you want to get in touch there's lots of ways that you can do it you can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come on over to the zombie girls facebook page and hang out with us there and if you like the show leave us a review on itunes all right so that just leaves what we're going to watch on the next episode. It is your turn, my friend. Have you figured out what we're going to watch? Yeah, but it's going to depend on whether or not you've seen this. Okay. Okay. It is Amazon Prime, and it's called Mermaid Down. <laughs> Never even heard of it. Watch the trailer real quick. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Mermaid Down. It's either going to be great or awful. But it's going to be on the extreme end of something, I think. Oh my god, what the fuck? Right? (laughs) It's just a couple of salty sea dogs talking shit. Okay. (gasps) They're going to chop her tail off? Oh no. This is wild. This is not where I thought this was going. Right? I can't get from the trailer which way this is going to go what oh yeah no we're watching this what the hell because i can't even tell from the trailer like is she actually a mermaid i mean i know they show her tail but oh this is super weird right i know what you mean like i can't decide what i think about this but i need to watch it to find out exactly did you get to the ghost woman part yet yeah this is wild okay yeah what it's gonna be like some weird german movie i think (laughs) which is fine okay yeah yeah mermaid down yep i'm in you have sold me on this you didn't need to sell me because you get to pick and that's just how this game works but you also sold me on this mermaid down it is so the reason why i'm picking this is because i saw the picture and i was like oh this is gonna be dumb and then i watched the trailer and i was like is it though? I honestly can't tell from the trailer if it's going to be dumb or if it's going to be good or if it's just going to be weird. I mean, or whatever, it's definitely but... not what I was thinking. By when you said mermaid down, that was not what I was I picturing. Know. Like I was picturing it was people on a boat being hunted by an evil mermaid, but that is not what this movie is about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at all. Not even close. That shit is wild. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what this is going to actually end up being. Yeah. Me too. That's why I'm picking it for our next show, because I just got to know, what is it? Yeah, we're going to do it. All right, Mermaid Down it is. All right, Amazon y'all. Prime. Amazon Prime, get on it. Let's go on this journey together. We're going <laughs> to need more people in our boat. <laughs> I suspect this is going to be a wild, wild experience. Okay, cool. Well, I guess with that selected, we're all done. Mars, you want to take us out? Remember to hug the walls, people, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
this is one of those things that I always say about the zombie apocalypse is nobody thinks about what pooping in the zombie apocalypse is going to be like. It's, it's going to be, be a bummer. Because it's not going to be like, a, oh, take my time. It's going to be a strain to get it out because we got to, you can't be that vulnerable for that long situation. And you're going to have to take a partner, right? Because yeah. it's too dangerous to go pooping by yourself. So you're going to have to bring someone you're real close with who's like, yeah. I need you to be within sound and smell and sight of me shitting. Oh, God. I can't even pee without turning the water on because I have such a high <laughs> bladder. I'm going to be but I'm going to be so backed up in the apocalypse, it's not even going to be funny. <laughs> That's what's going to take us, is constipation. Did you also see that two pandas had sex for the first time in 10 yes! years? Yes! <laughs> like, they just needed everybody to leave. They're like, can we get some fucking privacy? <laughs> so this probably should not make it into the episode, because it's going to make me sound like a crazy person, but I have a theory. Okay. It's a conspiracy theory. Oh, I love a conspiracy okay. theory. Let's hear it. Coronavirus started in China. Okay. Pandas are from China. Yeah. Coronavirus starts pandemicing the human population. Pandas okay. bone for the first time. Is mm. this not the accumulation of a decade's worth plan of pandas taking over the planet? <laughs> Where they were like, we're going to take, we'll, we'll spend 60 years making humans believe that we just don't want to have more pandas. And then we'll unleash coronavirus, and then we'll make more pandas, and then the world will belong to pandas. Panda will inherit the earth. <laughs> Panda will inherit the earth. <laughs> Although, get ready for the the pandemic baby boom. It's coming. Oh my god, it's either going to be babies or chlamydia or both. Let it be chlamydia, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people need those hospital rooms. Ain't nobody got time for babies. <laughs> I know, chlamydia is like one hospital, like one doctor's appointment and then a prescription. Yeah, you just get your prescription and you keep it moving. <laughs> or so oh my I've god, so many people are going to get chlamydia. <laughs> so many people are going to get chlamydia, are you kidding me? Like, pe the burning of the pee. That's what they're going to call this. <laughs> 